All right, everyone. This is the ABC podcast, a boss bear in cans. Back again after our uh, weekly hiatus. My name's Boss Taiwala here with the bear and cans. How y'all doing? Terry the Bear Donnelly, feeling good, ready to talk some sports. How you doing, cans? I'm doing good. You know, I I I got some prep for for this show. I went jotted some things down, uh, specifically some DePaul ads. You know, I'm ready. Ready and excited. Kansas, Kansas got that uh, Blues Clues notebook. That's what he used to call it on our show. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a notebook. I, I actually, I just opened up a Word document this time. I missed the notebook though. I got to bring it back. Yeah, go old school. How are you though, Abbas? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The week has gone by pretty quickly since the last time we were talking. A lot is happening in the sports world. A lot is happening in the normal world too. So uh, we've got a lot of content. Yeah. Uh, other uh, than that, you know, the usual. It's just a strange time to be a sports fan as far as like news goes. Like it just kind of trickles out and like things are bigger than other things. But it's just like we're like grabbing onto things, trying to make them like bigger than they are because we don't have live games, you know, except for like if you're watching golf or, you know, a uh, little uh european soccer but that's not really my thing yeah i know like it's like i mean this is really all we have <laughs> it's like uh as as i guess as like americans because like you know our usual thing football baseball basketball everything's on hold for now but um it was i mean it was a pretty uh there was a lot more stuff this week than we've seen usually at least like in june and may um in, in terms of sports news so we have a good amount to discuss but um We'll start with our, uh, we got a request on Twitter to talk about this DePaul AD search. Shout out Jeffrey yeah. Quinn. Shout out Jeffrey I think, Quinn. I think the two of you have done the research, so I'm going to hand it off to y'all and start telling us about this search. Yeah, Kans, I'll get us started. Obviously, um, there were the names that came out in the Tribune article about Teddy Greenstein. Uh, there are about yeah. names on that list. Yeah, when a, when a boss says we did the research, I mean, for me personally, I Googled uh, DePaul athletic director candidates and I just perused through uh, Teddy Greenstein's list. So that was my research. Before, before we start naming names, I, I, okay, how many universities, major universities across the country have had a situation like this where the athletic director is like considered like a big problem? Because it's usually – like personnel or coaching, right? It's net, like the athletic, like how, can you name the athletic director at University of Alabama? Like for, you know what I mean? Like, so like the fact that like it's gotten this bad with JLP is just like, it's so DePaul, right? But like, I mean, I got some names. I mean, Kans, if you want to go first, like just, just start rattling them off. All right. Well, yeah. So like Greenstein, he puts nine. Um, honestly, I, I would have no problem with any of the nine that he mentions. I think he gives some good reasons, but I picked out three that would be at the top of my list. Number one is Mike Poliski, the deputy, uh, uh, deputy AD at Northwestern. Um, he's got, and this is from the article, an outsider, who's versed in Chicago sports. So he has no DePaul ties and at Northwestern, he knows Chicago. He helped them with their whole, uh, you know, Under Armour deal, getting that new training facility done. 
One of the big things that I think needs to happen, though, is, is no one with DePaul ties. Uh, he mentions someone else from DePaul. Steve Stout. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, he, it looks like he has a good resume, but I just want – you need an outsider, I think. Bring someone in with, with a fresh set of eyes, no ties to DePaul, because you gotta you gotta bring the broom and the mops and and get clean in here because there needs to be major changes. Uh, so Poliski, he would be my number one. Uh, number two, I had Brian White. I love the, the Brian White. I love yeah. Brian White. That family's an institution in collegiate athletics, man. Ex- exactly, Mike White, the AD at Duke. Uh, his brother Mike is the coach at Florida. He's the AD at Florida Atlantic right now. Um, but like you said, the family ties are strong. So he'd be my number two. He's my favorite in the Greenstein article because like he, like he'll build a program and he knows the landscape of, right. Right. He knows what he's doing basically. Yeah. And rock star higher. I think any of these would be, uh, number three, my top three. And this is kind of a, a dark horse for me because if this happens, I want something else to happen. Uh, and that's Steve Watson, Loyola's athletic director. And and in the article, Greenstein mentions if DePaul officials want to hire Porter Moser, it would be wise to have Watson on their side. And that got my brain spinning. So I think even if you don't get Porter Moser, but you hire Watson, uh, who hired Moser, so you know he could identify a good coach. But also I think if you have Watson, why not go poach Porter Moser from uh, Loyola? Yeah, and I, I, I love Moser. Um, I think Watson is like pipe dream. Like, I mean, he's got a good gig, you know, like, and yeah, like, yeah. Loyola community loves him. Um, and, but like, as far as the, the AD search goes, let's look at it from like a macro level, right? So like Esteban, President Esteban and Gene Lentiponsetto and Dave Lato are probably all involved. But, like, on the surface, you look – like, they hired the DHR search firm, which is located in Chicago, founded by David Hoffman. Uh, the guy that, that, like, is their lead consultant on the search is Glenn Sugayama. And so, like, it's – and then there's also the, like, the campus committee, which is listed in the 24-7 article, where, you know, so, like, they got – the Steve Stout is going to be on the campus committee – Dan Allen, who's the VP of advancement, Ron Calatibiano, who's like the Dean of the school of music. And then there's Avery Evans Allen, who's a student athlete, a girl on the volleyball team. Ani Frank, who's the associate professor and college of education chair of the university athletic board. And then Kate O'Brien, who's, so there's like a few names. And then Liz Ortiz, who's the VP of office uh, of the institutional diversity and equity. So, so like, I don't know. It just feels like a lot of like PR work. Right. And then it's going to come down to what president Esteban wants to do. And he said, he's going to hire somebody by September 1st. Um, that might get pushed back just due to everything that's going on in the world. But the two names, like, so as far as the green star, green sign article, I like Chris Reynolds. And then I like, uh, I like Brian white, but the names that I found that are interesting are, um, Ash, Ashwin Puri, who is a senior associate director of athletics and chief athletics operating officer at Villanova. And then I love Chris Clooney at Davidson, who's the AD at Davidson. And so like, 
as far as like ranking those, like I, I am all over either of those two names, but if they hired Brian white, like I'm ecstatic, but it just with the search firm, with the campus committee, it just feels like this is a recipe for disaster. Like there's too many cooks in the kitchen or like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Did, did you say that Lado is on the search firm? No. So, so, but it's been, it's been like in the, like in the DePaul community, Twitter community is what I'll say is like, people are speculating that Dave Lado is a part of like, like, like Gene Lanty Ponsetto is a part of who they're going to hire. But, but if this search committee does its job, if the campus committee like quote unquote does its job, then like Dave Lato shouldn't be involved. But like this is DePaul we're talking about, right? <laughs> he's, got a lot of, he's got a lot of pull there. He's got like people love him on campus. And like I get for good reason, right? Like not I mean for it's it's mixed when it comes to Dave Lato, but like he's a good dude, right? So like he's yeah, on, yeah. if they go outside though, if they go like if they go Brian White, for example, if they go Chris Reynolds, the dude at Bradley, if they go Ash Curry, if they go Chris Clooney, first guy to go is Dave Lato. Like oh, for I'm, sure. Gotta be. And, and, like, obviously the athletic director, you know, is in charge of all athletic uh, departments at, at a school. But with DePaul, I mean, you, you need to bring in someone who can turn the men's basketball team around. Because, I mean, the women's, you know, let, let them do what they're doing. They're, they're rock solid. They're, they're constant winners. Uh, and, and a lot of the other sports, too, are actually, you know, pretty well off the men's basketball team is in need of some serious help and and that has to be the main focus when you're getting this athletic director um and uh, Lato better not be anywhere near that search committee he he needs to have a box ready to start packing his things when the new ad gets here but even jlp because in the greenstein article he mentions how she's helping out with it all I don't know about that because I feel like, you know, she should just, you know, you know, take whatever time she needs, you know, getting ready to leave. I don't know if I want her, you know, trying to pick her successor because I think you just need to have absolutely no trace of the previous administration. Yeah. I mean, it was a mess. Right. And yeah, as far as as like who I think is actually going to get hired, like I think Steve Stout is at the top of that list. Um, And that's just because of his he's already there, right? Like he's in the Mm -hmm. DePaul family, which is like, I've I've been critical of DePaul University for being run, the athletic department being run like a mom and pop organization where like, you know, we hire from within and like, but like, if you look at the last 15 years of DePaul basketball, men's basketball that's like we're focusing on men's basketball the women have been great um they need they need a complete overhaul right like they need like somebody who knows how to win in the year 2020 opposed to somebody who knew how to win you know in the 70s and the 80s like so I think what's going to (laughs) happen what I think is going to happen is like it'll be a hire that will probably be a little upset with because I don't think they're going to go too far outside the box cans that I mean I could I can see that happening and and it would make sense (sighs) but but even if if they hire Stout a DePaul guy I mean what do you think he would do with Lato because for me no matter who they hire how how I'm gonna you know 
judge and and kind of decide if, if I like it or not is what they decide to do with Leto. And obviously Stout and Leto, you know, know each other, have ties. Is Stout going to, I don't know, be able to pull the trigger and say, hey, look, you know, thanks for building up something, but, you know, we'll see you because I think that hiring a new men's basketball coach has to be the first thing that the new AD, whoever it is, does. So would Stout, you know, pull that trigger? Um, so as far as Dave Lato goes, I think he's going to get his walking papers way later than, than um, we would hope, partially because, like, everyone's hanging on this 2021 recruiting class with Keon Edwards and Ahmad Bynum and whoever else they add. If they add Kofi Bufkin, the kid from Michigan, who's looking at Michigan State, like, that's a really nice recruiting class. And, like, the, one of the traps – of being a college fan is like, oh, let's just wait till these four stars and this one three star get here. And then like our coach is still okay, right? Well, that's not the case, right? Like DePaul had a good roster last year, had no business going three and 15 in the Big East. That's completely on Dave Lato. They were 12 and one. They beat teams like Iowa, Minnesota, uh, Texas Tech. They beat Boston College on the road. So like the fact that like it's, it's completely falls on Dave Lato. And as far as like when he's going to get fired or like when he's, you know, going to resign or whatever, I, I, unless they go completely outside the box, which I don't expect, I think Dave Lato at least sees the rest of his contract. Well, I mean, the, the interesting thing about his contract is that there's like a one year thing where if they let him go after one year, they don't really lose that much money. So I, that, think, so I think, I think the last few years of his deal get like guaranteed afterwards or something. Right. And like, so this is where it all – it's all about, like, like where the money goes, right? Because, like, it's how much of that contract will DePaul have to eat? And, like, they went out and hired a search firm. Like, how God knows how much DHR costs for consulting. So, like, I just – as far as the athletic department spending money with all, the like, the scandal going on and everything, it's just, like, with a lawsuit at hand, I'm just I, – I can't see them, like, paying two coaches at once, right? Like – so I, I, I think Dave Lato, I mean, and if it is like what you said, Abbas, where like it's a year and then they, it's not nearly as much as I think it would be, then yeah, I could see him leaving. But it's, if by September 1st, we ha- like we know who the hire is, then I'll have a different take on when I think Dave Lato is going to be either gone or still here. You know what I mean? Like I, I have to know the name first. And then like, as far as results go, like it's so hard with an, with an athletic director because like, I mean, like, like I said at the beginning, like, this is so DePaul, like, we're worried about the athletic director, like, I, like, I can't stress enough, like, how this is more about personnel, and this is more about coaching, like, I mean, you can have, I, I'll be the athletic director, if I hired Mike Krzyzewski, <laughs> he would win, like, you know what I mean, so, like, it's, yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's really all my take is. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure going forward, seeing what happens, seeing what happens. But um, you know, I've I've always wanted them to bring back like a DePaul alum. I want to see Ty Corbin at DePaul, man. Yeah, you want you want Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland's actually kind of interesting. Um, he is, man. I want more. I want more like administration, administrative uh, experience. Um, Cause like in the Greenstein article, he talks plenty about how this is as much about marketing and rebranding as it is anything else. Cause if you, it's in the city of Chicago, especially DePaul university is like, has the worst reputation 
I mean, like last year it started to change. Like we always think like winning will change it. Winning will change it. But then they start losing. Like, so, so like we need, we need like a complete overhaul as far as, as far like, like I'm a public relations. I was a public relations and advertising major. So like, like I see what they're saying, but like, you like get the athletic director, whoever it is, but then hire the right coach and have him recruit the right players. And this will like, no one will even like the athletic director will be a second thought. Yeah. And Poliski, the Northwestern uh, deputy director of AD, He's he's the one who came up with the Chicago's Big Ten team slogan for uh, for Northwestern. The, you know, yeah, we don't gotta get into you know suburb city, but they're in Evanston. DePaul is is in Chicago, and Northwestern and Poliski just came in and and made up that title for themselves. So there's a guy who understands branding, marketing, and again has uh, experience working in and around the city. So I think I. After this uh, this whole conversation, I think he's my number one. Um, but, you know, like you said, Bear, probably is going to be in uh, inside hire yeah. or someone, someone close. Like I, have one, I just have one question for both of you guys. Like what do you want Dave Lado to do this year? Like what if, what if this team comes out and like what, we're assuming we have a season, right? What if this team comes out and like does another 12-1 and one? as a decent like what if they win 20 games like do you do you, like do, do you, are you back in on Dave Leto I mean if they do that I'm I'm more high on the players because I feel like if that happens Jalen Butts makes a leap again Weems. and then he goes to the NBA too and Weems maybe too I feel like I mean like dude look with the amount of talent that they've had the last few years maybe not depth but talent they should have results because Max Cruz is in the NBA. Billy Garrett has been in and out of the, the G League and the NBA. Uh, Paul Reed is going to be a first-round pick regardless. Jalen Butts could end up being a, a second-round pick or maybe finding a way into the league. Weems is coming in as a highly touted prospect. He might make the league. So you've got all this talent. I mean, there's no excuses to not be successful. Right, so like that's or at least so- semi-successful, like win a couple Big East championship games, make a tournament that isn't the CBI. So that's where I, that's it's got to go in the coaching. Then that's where I've praised Dave Lado is like he hired the assistant coaches, and like maybe it's him, maybe it's Mark Sue, maybe it's you know Tim Anderson, but they've brought in like Javon Freeman Liberty is like like that's a really nice scorer at the collegiate level. He's six three and he can fill it up. So like. And Charlie Moore, like you go down the list, it's like you can't go 16 and 16 with that roster. So, like, I, this is what this is like the conundrum we're in. If he wins, if Dave Lado somehow wins 20 games, 22 games, whatever it is, Big East game, goes to the tournament, what do you do? And, like, like I, I think, I think he'll finish out the rest of his contract if that happens. But, like, I'm almost kind of hoping that they lose again, right? Because, like, I just, I, like, I just don't trust Dave Lado long term. So, Anyways, uh, why, why don't we move on? Um, since we've still got a couple more things to talk about and then trivia afterwards. By the way, I'll, I'll tell you all the topic for the trivia right now so you can get those gears moving. This trivia today, it's, it's a fun one. It's all going to be about athletes that have beards and beards that athletes oh. are known for. So we've got some. So, so make sure you have those images in oh, your head man. of all these athletes with these crazy freaking beards. So Kansas and, uh, is not on the list. Kansas is not on the list. <laughs> Kansas, unfortunately, you're not on the list. 
uh, hey, not an athlete, but I got a killer beard. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, anyways, before we move on to trivia, we I want to talk about one more thing. Uh, the last like month and a half, um, renewed calls for Washington, Washington football to change their name. Um, and yesterday we've got this whole uh, statement from from Dan Snyder, who's known for being a scumbag. Um, uh, what are y'all's thoughts on this? Because um, the statement itself is pretty. I mean, it feels like a cop out. Like. They're going to review it as a team. But, like, you know, like over here in there, uh, even like Ron Rivera in the statement, they have a Ron Rivera quote. And he's like, quote, this issue is of personal importance to me. And I look forward to working closely with Dan Snyder to make sure we continue the mission of honoring and supporting Native Americans in our military. Um, honoring and supporting Native Americans. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah, so you gotta be kidding. The the thing that like I heard Tony Korn Tony Kornheiser say it a few times is like the thing that Dan Snyder always pulls out, and like this is like it's honestly like irrelevant when you think about it, but like he pulls out that one poll from like like six or seven years ago where like um a fair amount of indigenous Native American people were um were pulled and they they're like 90 percent like i don't know where he got this but like 90 percent of people were like okay with the name um and like i've heard other beat writers talk about it you go to minnesota like like the guy the beat writer for the washington football team went to minneapolis and people were protesting he went to seattle and he sees you know native american people wearing the washington logo so like it's like it's a mixed bag right but like bottom line is like this the the name has it, it's like plenty of other institutions, schools, whatever, have changed names that are similar. And it's for good reason, right? Like we, we can all use a little common sense here, but like, like, like you said, Abbas, Dan Snyder is really dug his heels in here and he's just, you know, not budging. Um, but we'll see, you know, like I, I was telling you guys before, I don't think, I really don't think it's going to change. I don't think, because it's, it's been too long. Like, but if this is really what like, gets it to change then that's great like i'm all in um it's just like like shefty adam Schefter thinks that it's going to change so um i think we got a shot but yeah and you you look at it like nike pulled all their uh gear you know from their website fedex who has the naming rights deal for their stadium was doing something so like there's pressure building on them to change it i i think it will change uh just because with everything that's going on in the world today, I mean, and this has been a long time coming. I, I think this is the the perfect mix or whatever you want to call it for, for it to actually get done. And like, I mean, people on Twitter are just, they're, I don't, I don't, they're baffling with some of their reasonings for wanting to keep the name. And it's like, I'm not a red, uh, you know, a, a Redskins fan or whatever, no ties to DC. So I really like, you know, I don't care what they change it to, but to have like so much like pride and like enjoyment of, of a name that's a slur and, you know, just very insensitive. Like, I just don't get that. Like, 
one of the good suggestions for uh, people are saying is the uh, Washington. Oh, I just lost it. Oh, red tails. Red tails. Uh, okay. Red tails, uh, which is about the Tuskegee Airmen from World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, like, I think that could work, and it's kind of the same color scheme. Obviously, a new logo, but you know, there's a lot of. So many other things that it could be. It's like, you know, is this really the hill that people want to die on? A football team name. Yeah, I mean, like, and 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 Bear, you brought up the survey that the that the team was talking about. So there was another one done by uh, by the University of Berkeley, and uh, the the poll that the that Washington used. It was a Washington Post poll. Only nine percent found it offensive but the Berkeley poll found 40 49% said it was offensive 38% said they didn't really it didn't really affect them or they were uh, it, they said it was not offensive so um and and the the this Berkeley poll was like double the sample size it was more than a thousand people yeah so like I, I I like what I'm trying to say like when I bring that up is that it's like it's like arbitrary like like exactly and- like, like you can massage the numbers and like, you can do it. Like it's all this, like, it's just like this thing that Dan Snyder likes to use as like his, like, Oh, this is my Trump card. Mm-hmm. Like I win. Like, no dude, like that's not how it works. And you know, I, exactly. Like you can find a different poll from a more reputable source that says the, like something that has different data. So as like, I, I totally agree with what Cans just said, though. It's like, I, this is where I come to on like all these different subjects, like especially now in 2020 with everything that's going on. It's like, is this really the hill you want? To, is this what you want? To, like, you're staking your claim on this? Like, like, it's just, it's so strange to me. I totally agree with what Cans is saying. Like, now, from a business perspective, I have no idea. But like, from what I've read, like, people are speculating that it wouldn't even be like that big of a deal to change the name is what I've read. Like as, as far as losing money. And then when Dan Snyder chooses to sell the team, which he's still in his fifties, I think. So that'll be for a while. Um, Like by the time he sells it, the, the DC football team will be, you know, valued at close to like, you know, five, six billion dollars. So like he's going to make it back anyway. And like he's Dan Snyder. So like his, his kids and their kids and their kids are going to be wealthy till the end of time. So I don't know. I like, he's, he's such a strange individual to me. Um, and like, I think Abbas said it best when, you know, called him a scumbag. I think he, I, I have to agree. Um, it's just, it's a really like just perplexing topic when people are so like, like heels dug in the sand. I'm not moving. This is out of principle. Like it's a weird principle to me. And then, uh, I don't know. I, I really hope that we do see some change. That's what I'll say. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of sad that it took like, not the fact that it's offensive or that it's racist, just the fact that FedEx and Nike decided that they did, they, they decided to finally take action on it. And I'm like, I'm not trying to like shame them. Uh, but like the fact that it took like the, the prospect of losing money for Snyder to even say it's under review is like, all right, dude, sure. But we don't give a damn. Like, yeah, like, great. 
now you want to do it, but it doesn't erase the fact that you kept this name for so long when so many people have been saying for a long time now that like, this shouldn't be the name of the team. Uh, I mean, so like that is kind of, it just seems disin, it, it seems like disingenuous. Uh, and even if they do go end up changing the name, I don't think people will forget that it was like Dan Snyder had the name like this and it took the prospect of losing money for him to actually change it. Uh, I'm just hoping they actually do change it uh, because I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they come out of this review and they're like, yeah, only 9% found it offensive. We don't, we don't think we need to change the name. I, if, if that happens though, I mean, that's just, that would blow my mind if Dan Snyder could just be so, so obtuse and any other big, you know, adjective you want to throw at him where he could be like, okay, we're going to have a review. And then in a review, determine that it's not offensive or whatever and that they're going to keep the name. Like, that would just be just baffling and mind-blowing. And if that happened, if they don't change the name, I was thinking about this earlier, uh, and I wanted to ask you guys. And I don't think they, uh, that they should have to. But do you think some of the players on the team might like, uh, like hold out or you know not play or whatever? I mean, yeah, maybe. So in the last like decade, players for the Washington team have been very vocal about it, and uh, like Terry McLaurin would be the most recent one, the wide receiver who came out and was like, they're not gonna. I don't think he's going to hold out and not play, but like, he's been very vocal about like, you know, disapproving of the name. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they're, you're right though. Like it's like, it's, it's kind of the point a boss made, like what's the right motivation to change the name. Right. And like, you know, is it money? Is it dollars or, you know, are the players going to like, Hey, we're not playing on Sunday. Um, I don't think they'd actually galvanize the entire team and like, like hold out. But um you know, it's whatever gets it there. I'm, I'm for. I'm all for it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a topic like, like we're all three in agreement on. I think a lot of people are in agreement on. And, you know, it like what eventually gets that dude to like make, you know, finally, you know, just change the name. Like whatever works works. And then like I'm, I'm all for it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm just hoping they they take action. And everything changes here. Or the, the or, name changes. Or one of – Yeah, just one of, one of the things I keep seeing is keep the name but change their logo to a potato. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. That, I think that one came out like a few years ago too. Like, it's just like, it feels like it's like a news cycle thing, right? Like 24-hour news cycle. Like this comes up every – like for a while there, like five years ago, it came up like every few months and then it, it died down a little bit. And then now with everything that's going on, it's coming up again. And like now Nike and FedEx are really putting the pressure on Dan Snyder. So it's, it's good to see in, uh, you know, 2020 might have some of its benefits, right? Like we might have a really strange year that, you know, we look back on and we're like, things did change. So, you know, hopefully that's where we're at, you know, when we look back on this year. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, uh, I think we've used up our time so far. So we're going to step aside for a sec. And when we come back, we've got some beard trivia. So uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a, big, a good fight again between Cans and the Bear. And let's see if Cans can uh, 
you know, pick up a W Redemption. this week after getting his first loss last week. But we'll be back in a sec. You're listening to the ABC podcast here on Radio Paul Sports. Student voice here, Paul Blue Demons. Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Live from downtown Chicago, you're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. ABC Podcast here. Beard trivia coming up right here. Bear Cans, how y'all feeling? I'm ready, man. I was born ready to beat Cans and everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. We're, we're on to this week. We were on to this week after last week's uh, defeat. You know, I'm just ready. Going to give it my best shot. You know, we'll I love see. The, I love the next game mentality, Cans. Like, you lost. That's great. We're, we're, we're ready for the next round. Let's do it. Always. Beard. There's only one player with a beard, though, that that's, keeps coming to mind, and I'm sure uh, you could probably guess who it is. So that's making me a little nervous, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, y'all. Cans, I think. What do you want? Odds or even? Odd. Bear, your choice. I'll go second. Second, all right. Nick Cans. Starting off first, I think, again. Uh, Yes. So here we go. The cursed spot. (laughs) This former Astro was involved in the infamous Larry Anderson trade. One of the more lopsided trades of the last 30 years. The slugger has a very long goatee that has been his staple for years. Larry, can you repeat it, please? Sure. This former Astro was involved in the infamous Larry Anderson trade. One of the more lopsided trades of the last 30 years. The slugger has a very long goatee that has been his staple for years. Oh, um. Yeah, just part of the goatee. Oh, my God. <sighs> Jeff Bagwell? That's right. Oh, I Jeff can't really pull that out, man. I. Oh. Who who's Larry Anderson? I have no idea either. He was a uh, he was a relief pitcher. He was like the Red Sox traded for him, and uh, he ended up like flaming out really quickly. Jeff Bagwell, right? you remember Jeff Bagwell's stance? Oh my god! Like how do you Weird. hit baseball like that? Like anyway. <laughs> All right, um, Bear. One nothing cans right now. This former Razorback is a former Cy Young winner and a four-time gold glove. The pitcher has sported a thick beard for much of his MLB career and signed a three-year deal this offseason with his third team. Dallas Keuchel. Correct. All right. One-to-one. Cans. Very, very uh, Astros heavy. (laughs) Yeah. Very Astros heavy. Let's see how it goes moving forward. Uh, This defensive end played for 12 years with the same team. 
his beard gained notoriety during the 2010 season when he let it go grow through the playoffs before shaving it off for charity during the 2011 offseason. The shaving of, quote, Da Beard raised more than $40,000 for the Children's Hospital. The former one-time Pro Bowler called his beard the greatest of all time. All right. A defensive lineman from 2010. All right. Now, clarification question for you. When you say the 2010 playoffs, so is that like the January 2010 or the 2010-11 season? A 10-11. That's really okay. going to be the difference for you. Okay. Well, yeah, because now I got okay, 10-11, so I was in sixth – no, 10-11, I was in fifth grade. Fifth grade. And you said Da Beard in the question. Da Beard. Yeah, Da Beard. Da Beard. The Bears player? Who did a – Beard. Um, Let's put a clock on this. <laughs> right, I'll give you 10 seconds. J- Julius Peppers. Wrong. Bear. Was a Jared bear. Allen. Nah. <sighs> Brett Kiesel. Oh, he played at uh, – did he go to Purdue? I can't remember, but I um, I think yeah. he went to like Brigham Young or something. Some yeah. small place. He was going to play basketball, but then he realized he was too small. Hmm. All right. So, anyways, Brett Kiesel. Brett Kiesel. What a, what a name. Uh, dude, he had that what? massive freaking beard. beard. Now, yeah, now that Beard's, like, I can sticking out of his helmet. Now, yeah. All right, anyways. Um, three down. Bear, your turn. In 2012, this former MVP, along with his team, decided to grow out their beards till the team climbed back to 500. When the team finally reached 500, this player, along with some of his teammates, including Chris Kamen, Alton Brand, and Jay Crowder, shaved off their beards together. Chris Paul. No. Cans. Oh, man. DeAndre Jordan? Former MVP. Former MVP. Oh, my God. Dirk Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, okay. Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki. That's tough. Yeah, I was going to like – like the other one was like the other teammate. It was like O.J. Mayo and Vince Carter. But I thought both of those would have been like really obvious in terms of like former MVP. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Cans, uh, this goes back to you. All right, moving into the soccer world. Oh, this boy. American goalkeeper from North Brunswick, New Jersey – is considered one of the best U.S. goalkeepers in U.S. history. In 2010, excuse me, he set a world record with 15 saves in a single game against Belgium. 
Along with this, the current Memphis 901 FC goalie has sported a thick beard for many years now. Um, the this is only, like the only, this is yeah, the only, the only U.S. soccer player I've ever heard of in my life. The only uh, – go, well, clearly, Abbas, you didn't have the 2010 FIFA World Cup video game for <laughs> Xbox 360 that I have. Actually, a pretty fun game. Um but the only North American goalie I can think of is Tim Howard. That's correct. Tim Howard. Really nice beard. All right. Good on. good player, too, I'm told. Really good player. Really good player. All right. Bear. This former L.A. Clipper and two-time All-Star is known for his carefully lined, thick beard. The former UCLA star was a true journeyman lasting no more than three years at each of his six stops. He is currently a TNT analyst and last played for the Knicks. UCLA. Can you read it one more time? Sure. This former LA Clipper and two-time All-Star is known for his carefully lined thick beard. The former UCLA star was a true journeyman, lasting no more than three years at each of his six stops. He's currently a TNT analyst and last played for the Knicks. Oh, uh, Ryan Hollins? No. Oh. Beard. I know, but I... <laughs> Ryan Hollins, an all-star? I know, I know. I know. That's, that, was, that was literally what I just thought. Like, I was like, what are they... <laughs> He was so bad. Dude, his takes were worse than his actual playing career. Oh, yeah. He's just <laughs> Remember when he choked out Goran Dragic? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> he tried choking out Goran Dragic. Anyways, Cags. Uh, is it Baron Davis? It's correct. Three to one, oh, Cags oh. with the lead. I'm going to kick go. myself for missing that one. <laughs> uh, now it's Cags again, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. And you can ice it with this one. Yeah, really. All right, here we go. Before joining the NBA in 2001, this rather eccentric fellow played a year in China before joining the New Mexico Slam, followed by the Fargo Moorhead Bees, the Sugarland Sharks, and the, and the Fayetteville Patriots. In 2004, this big man was disqualified from the NBA for using banned drugs before being reinstated late in 2006. The one-time Cavalier has sported a thick beard at different points in his career. Hmm. Man, oh boy. Lifeline. Lifeline? <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds, Cans. <laughs> uh, Anderson Verjao. Anderson nope. Verjao. Nah, no beard on Verjao. Uh, no beard on Verjao. No beard on Verjao. I think he got part of the name correct. The Birdman Chris Anderson. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, needed it. Needed it. 
<laughs> disqualified for man. two years. I had a feeling, Bear, you would get that after the trivia we did earlier this year. <laughs> I think he was on there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cans. Or, uh, sorry, Bear. This yeah, one's for you. You can tie it up. it up here. You can tie it up here. All right. This former top five pick appeared for 10 different teams over the course of his 14-year career. The former Kansas Jayhawk and one-time Chicago Bull made the finals in 2007. When he was in Chicago, his goatee was braided into five different strands at one point. He also played for the Bucks and the Wizards. This is going to kill me if I don't get this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kansas Jayhawk, who you said, he, you said he played in the finals in 07? Yeah. Oh, my God, I need to get this. This is going to kill me. Oh, my God. Thanks for the bulls. All right, I'm going to – this is wrong, but John Salmon's. No. He did have a nice beard, though. Nick Cannes. The Bulls didn't make the finals. When they, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Oh, he didn't make the finals with the Bulls, obviously. Yeah, I know. I know. It was just 07. Yeah, I know. I don't know what – but, like, that. anyway, go ahead, Cannes. Yeah. Kansas? Did you Kansas say what – did you say what year at Kansas? No. No. You already won. Just just that he went to Kansas? Yeah, just that he went to Kansas. Drew Gooden? Oh. That's correct. I, oh, my gosh. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Drew Gooden and Baron Davis. Like, what – like, I did not bring my A game today. That's bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Kent, you got a 4-2 lead. All you got to do is – you know, get one right and you're not going to tie. So here we go. This, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, cans. All right. This yeah. former MLB pitcher was known for his long, monstrous beard and his walk up song, Jump Around. He's a three time All Star and had Tommy John surgery twice, making comebacks each time before retiring in 2014. Could you repeat the question, please? This former MLB pitcher was known for his large, monstrous beard and his walk-up song, Jump Around. He is a three-time All-Star and had Tommy John surgery twice, making comebacks each time before retiring in 2014. Um, man. I can't say I'm 100% confident with my answer, but is it Brian Wilson? It is. That's correct. That's okay. correct. Brian Wilson. Five to two. Right, last question. This time we're going into hockey. Oh, this journeyman okay. defenseman was in the league for 12 years, winning a Stanley Cup in 2006 with Carolina. He bounced around quite a bit, but ended up with seven different teams over the course of his career. He's famous for his large orange beard and his hideous ginger afro. 
Oh, um, it's me, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. is it Brian Campbell? No. Oh, see, that's like the only redhead hockey player I know. <laughs> yeah. See, I've never heard of this guy. He might not even be somebody who you've heard of, but his I, beard I is hilarious. I am not a hockey guy. I am not a hockey <laughs> guy. Cans. To make it a four-run four lead or a four-point win. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. A blowout is what you call a, it. <laughs> sure. Uh, a 2006 defenseman, so that was yeah. Car- the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Uh, is it gritty? The Flyers mascot. <laughs> he's got. He's, he's got kinda, red hair. He kind of looks like gritty Mike Commodore. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that name in my life. Mike, so. Com- Mike Commodore. Have you heard of Cans? I I can't say that I that I have. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I'm I gonna, had a feeling that one was a stretch. Beard, though. I have. To oh, say, he though. looks. He looks like that dude from Game of Thrones, the ginger guy. Oh, uh, Tormund Giants man? Yeah, Tormund Giants man. Yeah, he Tor- looks exactly Tor- like Giant him. Tormund Giants man. He looks uh, exactly like him. <laughs> I got to say, though, nine out of those ten questions were awesome, Abbas. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I wasn't going to do this guy. I was going to do Johnny Damon instead. But then I realized he's on, like, one of Trump's boards or something, and he's like pro build a wall. So I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't want Johnny. I don't want Johnny, Johnny Damon. What? Yeah, Johnny Damon is oh. is on Trump's one of Trump's councils or something, like Where the sports the... and leisure one. Where was James Harden? What? Uh, dude, I I thought about it, but no, he's just too can't. easy. Yeah, he's too easy. You can that make was... the question hard, but like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but that's that's. I mean, that's the beard that we all know. Dude, I had him on my list. Like, I had, like, 20 people on my list, and it was just, like, crossing out people I didn't want to put. Like, I had I had Josh Reddick on my list. A uh, couple of, I had some, like, some old-timer hockey dude who I've never heard of, some Canadian dude. guy who had a massive mustache. How about Sean Doolittle? He's got a crazy beard, right? Ooh, I forgot about Sean Doolittle. I, I forgot about him. Anyway. Maybe we'll do beard trivia another time. But we got to keep switching it up. <laughs> That was it. Was, uh, you know, snaps for a boss. Yeah. It was another good round of trivia. Yeah, it was a yeah, good round. Oh, by the way, I forgot. Cans, uh, you have time to talk. We'll give you sixty seconds. We'll mute ourselves. Whatever you want to talk Ooh. about, go for it. Um. Okay, here we go. Uh, yesterday, I would just like to talk about. Um, I reorganized all of my baseball uh, cards. And, oh, my God, I had easily 600-plus um, baseball cards. Do people still collect them? I mean, did you guys collect them? Because, like I said, I had about 600-plus. Um, no, no more recent than 2008 uh, that I found. So, you know, that was really fun. Shout-out baseball cards. really helped me appreciate the, the game of baseball. I found a uh, Justin Verlander rookie card the other, like, uh, two weeks ago, except it's not a 2005 one, so it's not one of them that would sell for, like, 200, 300 bucks. So, was he, he was with Detroit? Yeah, it was, like, a 2006 one, and they're like, oh, that doesn't count as a rookie card anymore. Wins and, wins and losses are, like, obviously something stupid, but, like, in, like, 2006 or, like, 2007, Justin Verlander led the league in losses. Really? How many? Wow. Seventeen. 
Wow. Okay. 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 Him well, future Hall of Famer and a him cheater and too. Yeah, him and Scherzer got their start in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, dude. If Detroit goes back and they they run it back with all those pitchers, I don't know how they lose. Price, Anibal yeah. Sanchez when he was really good. Uh, who, Scherzer like and a, and Verlander, Alverde the, clo- the closer. Yeah, Rick Porcello too. They had a oh Rick Porcello. They had a. Hey man, Rick Porcello as a fifth as a if fifth. I, if, if, if either of you note that he won the Cy Young, I'm gonna snap. Like, stop. <laughs> I don't care. He did. Cy Young. He's, he's not a. He went, again wins and losses. He had like 20 wins that year. What was his? What was his? You know, his like, whip, his three, FIP. He had like his a three K and through half nine. Like, anyway. Oh yeah, he didn't have a. I mean, that that was the same year that Arietta. And uh, uh, Arietta Hendricks and and or Arietta Granke and Kershaw were going at it, right? Are that you was talking the same about fifteen? Was... No, that was no. Then it was Dallas Keuchel that year. I can't remember. Oh, who Por- the NL Por- that Porcello year. was sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. I don't remember who it was in the NL, but I remember the NL race being so amazing, and then Porcello winning was, it in the AL. I think it was Scherzer. Okay, 16. okay, okay. I think it was Scherzer. Because I know Hendricks – was Hendricks – did Hendricks have that incredible year in 2016 when he had like a one-point-something ERA? Uh, yeah, that was 16. Yeah. That was 16, right? Okay. okay, Low, okay. I think it was like 2.13 was his ERA or something stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, man, he's such a rock. Why'd Anyways. they pull him in game seven? Why'd they pull him in game seven? Still won, <laughs> but like – all right, Joe Madden well, has one hit and they pull him. <laughs> Joe Madden had a plan. Ah, <laughs> uh, good guy. God, Joe Madden. What a guy. He's still the man, though. He still he still got us that World Series. Apparently, he said. I mean, we're kind of wrapping up the show, but apparently, he said something about uh, Mike Trout. I guess like not being comfortable with playing or something. Yeah, I Trout, didn't. I, I didn't saw go that. in depth. Trouty's in camp though, so I think it'll be okay. But Trout, um, I think he did make a comment about like not want like he oh this is a little you know a little sketchy, but I think Trouty's gonna play. We need our goat. We need the goat to play. Baseball needs the goat to play. But anyways, let's wrap it up here. ABC podcast. Congrats to Cans on getting back in the win column. And uh, we'll see how it goes next week. I think we're just going to run with the same matchup for a bit and see how it ends up. Best two out of three. Dude, honestly, best, best out of five. Or best out of seven. Yeah. I'm fine, whatever. <laughs> whatever we got to do. Anyways, ABC Podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.